You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Yeah. Uh, tonight is episode 27, and tonight we're talking about the Book of Mythicality, specifically the one written by uh, Rhett and Link, which I don't think there are any other books of mythicality, uh, especially considering they, yeah, since they came up with the term. Uh, Mythology, yes, not mythicality. Yes. Uh, the other voice you're hearing is uh, uh, Jennifer Hetzel and. It's it's just us again, folks. So uh, as, as she said before the show, it's just the Eugene and Jennifer show again. So uh, the Canadians, yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely. Uh, the Canadians swear they will be back next uh, next month. So uh, we'll we'll see about that. So they uh, said sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for them to hear that. <laughs> um, well, how have you been since the last time we talked on this show? Um, good. Ish, I think I'm getting a lot done around my house, and uh, yeah, that's exciting. It's it's been a lot of adulting this last month, so I'm I'm ready to be done. Though you know that feeling when you're mm-hmm. eternally working on projects around the house, and you're just like, okay, can we get done through with this so I can move on with my life? Yes, um, I've I've uh, we well, I had a review done on a YouTube channel for the. Um, Autobot matrixes that I sell on our Etsy store and got a lot of orders. So I'm currently working through that in the evenings, but on the weekends, my wife and I have been systematically tearing up the carpet in the house. We're going to eventually put down um, the, what is it? The vinyl planking, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And um, so that will be coming up here in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, we've been taking up carpet and it's, it's not too bad, especially after the weekend I spent taking up tile, which was an absolute Ugh. nightmare. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll do carpet all day long, but it's still, <laughs> you still get done. It's the end of the evening and you're just exhausted. You're just like, where did the day go? And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm already ready to be past this point in my, <laughs> in my life, at least this one moment. So, um, but while I was doing that though, I was listening to this month's book. And like I said, uh, this month's book is, it's a short one. We actually picked it because we thought it would be helpful to our, our co-host to be able to catch up, but unfortunately that didn't pan <laughs> out. Um, but yeah, tonight's book is the book of mythicality written by Rhett McLaughlin and Link Neal. Um, just real quick, what was your overall thought of the book? Oh, I thought it was hilarious. So I haven't watched a ton of their videos, but I've watched a few and I learned about them through my aunt, who's actually from North Carolina and, uh, turned me on to them. And yeah, I just think they're hilarious. Their, their humor's right up my alley. And, um, I liked their banter and the way that they just, we listened to it. So you and I, I think both listened to it. So, mm-hmm. um, hearing them say these things in their voice with the inflection that they give, I think was even better than like physically reading it. Oh yeah. I think that this is, whereas we've talked about it, some books, um, may actually be hindered by listening to it, especially if it's, if it's a book that jumps around a lot, it's got a lot of, of characters in it. Uh, listening to a book like this where the, the author reads, it definitely helps. Uh, I'm like you, I loved it. I thought it was, it's hilarious. I mean, these guys are hilarious. I don't subscribe to good mythical morning. I don't 
about the the main things I watch. There are a couple of videos that they've done that I watch over and over again. The uh, epic rap battle of manliness and the uh, <laughs> epic rap battle of geek versus nerd. Geeks are, versus nerds. <laughs> those so are fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, and then I, I will occasionally something will pop up on one of my feeds and it's like, well, check out what Rhett and Link did now. And it's not, usually it's one of their will it videos, will it burrito or will it will it whatever. And uh, yeah, they're they're hilarious. And then occasionally they do show up on Fallon every so often and he sits down and does the the will it challenge with them, which is always funny. I haven't seen those. Oh, uh, yeah. Good. Jimmy check one of them out. usually game to do anything like that. So. Yeah, and it's funny because they'll sit there and, and they talk about this in the book that um, uh, Link is definitely more likely to uh, not be able to get down something that uh, Rhett can. Uh, but, you know, there have been times that like Link's sitting there still chewing on whatever it is and Fallon and, and uh, Rhett have both just barfed whatever it was in their buckets. So, um, well, that being said, let's go and get into it. Um, the first thing that really hit me in this book was um, you can tell these guys are good friends. Not only, I mean, it's, I never thought it was a situation where someone was like, Hey, there's this YouTuber and there's this YouTuber. And I think they'd make a good pair. And, you know, it was kind of a business arrangement. They, they literally like they met in elementary school and have been friends ever since. And that right there to me qualifies the name of the book mythicality, because mm -hmm. that is to be able to, uh, find a best friend like early elementary school too. Like I think first, second grade, I think is what they said. Well, and uh, the way they described how they became best friends was how they were looking hilarious. for a best friend. Yes. I was in the market for a best friend and I tried with Jimmy, whatever, and he's not best friend material because, <laughs> and then when I met Rhett, I just knew <laughs> it was, like, genius. It was, um, I was, what was it? I, I thought I had a best friend, but then he went to the bathroom and didn't flush and he had orange poop. And I was like, no, I can't be friends with this guy. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's something that an elementary kid would do. So, um, but yeah, it's hilarious the way that they met. And the, like I said, the fact that they've been friends all of their lives and they're not only that, and they're able to do what they do together. They're uh, still not tired of each other. Oh yeah, that's and that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so the first part of the book talks about how they met and how they became best friends and and everything and um, some of the stories about like you know wanting to sleep over other people's. Oh, that's what it was. Rhett was like, I wasn't looking for a best friend. I just like you know snooping in on people's houses and see what's in their fridge and everything. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah. I met you know I met Lincoln. And he's like, you know, he's like, hey, do you want to sleep over? And he's like, excellent. I'll get to already see what's in this kid's, <laughs> in this kid's refrigerator. Um, but yeah, and I kind of have this, this picture in my head, almost like in Step Brothers, where they're all like, what's your favorite dinosaur? And they both name the same <laughs> the one. I, it's like I can see these two yeah. kids doing this and just being like, are we best friends? We I think so. Friends, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was the start of the book, and then the next thing they literally start talking about is the thing that bonded them in their entire life, their love of Merle Haggard. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know, maybe I, I, it's not. There's not a term for it. I, I, I guess I wouldn't have pictured them being like country fans. I don't know, just 
They're from I, North Carolina. I well, mean. that is true, but I just had never necessarily pictured them as being country fans. And the fact that they just adore Merle Haggard is is awesome. The story of how they met him was so funny. And then he was like, he, he didn't even know who they were. And they just he just walked right by him because they yeah. were standing in the wrong spot. And his, what was like it? The son or manager caught him and caught him or whatever. Yeah. And then they get, they end up getting to meet him again for like a proper meeting or whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, they tell that story about how they're, um, they went to go see him in concert, like followed him for a while. You know, they followed this tour bus. They're like, he's going to have to get off and go to the bathroom sometime, not knowing that, oh, tour buses usually have a bathroom on. <laughs> and then they were, they were like, yeah, when we hit the South Carolina border, we decided to turn around. Yeah. Um, that's creepy stalker like a little bit and, that's, and there are several realm. lists like I said this is a comedy book and there are several lists in the book uh, you know these comedy lists that they've created and uh, that's one of the lists is how to tell the difference between being uh, a super duper fan and being a, a crazy stalker so it's like you know you find you find one of the person's hair on stage so you like frame right. it or whatever you know, that's, that's being a super fan. You know, you find the person's hair and you make tea out of it. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, just funny stuff. Um, let me see here. So like I said, they talk about their, their love of Merle Haggard. Um, and then they start talking about hair and their hair decisions. Um, <laughs> what was it? Hair of defeat? Is that what oh they called God. it? I don't remember. I, I was laughing so hard during the section. Yeah. So they talk about how, you know, when you're a kid, like, uh, you know, you don't have a lot of choice as to, you know, what, what's happening with your hair. And they both grew up in this little bitty town. And uh, Rhett's like, I had the same haircut that pretty much everyone else, every other boy had because we all went to the same barber. And Link's like, I was part of the 1% because I went to my mom's beautician. And they both figured out pretty quickly, it didn't matter what you told the barber or the beautician. They were going to give you the exact same thing every time. So, <laughs> uh, And which one is it that is like really into his hair now? Like uh, super vain about it. It's uh, Rhett, the, the yeah. tall one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's his description of his hair... Fan, you know, not fantasies, but um, just standards yes. are pretty high. Well, the fact that he's like, you know, I'm already, what do you say he is? He's like six, seven, and his <laughs> hair is like another two inches or whatever. Freakishly and he's, tall, yeah. Yeah, freakishly tall. Un or unnecessarily tall is what he refers to himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... <laughs> That that's uh that I love that. That's freaking hilarious. Uh the next section they talk about getting lost and they talk about getting lost as a kid. Um and that's definitely something that you don't really I don't I mean, I guess there are people who kids who could still do that nowadays, but like so my boys are about to turn seven here uh in about a week and a half. And like my my wife and I are not okay with them playing outside in the front yard. And we'll, unless we're out there with them. I remember when I was seven, like I was told you can go down to the end of the block, you know, on your bike or whatever. Don't go any further than that. But like I, my mom and dad just left me out all day, <laughs> me and my brother and my friends. But, you know, they weren't worried about it either. So, well, yeah, I think some of it's uh, 
you know, stranger dangers become more prevalent and there's a lot more scary things in the world, but um, kids, I think, are missing out on that, like, sense of adventure and having to, like, figure things out on their own because, you know, the world isn't safe enough, I guess, to let them wander around on their own either. Yeah. In a lot of places, so. But And that was one of the big things they liked to do as kids. They would, like, they would meet up. <laughs> That's funny. They said they would meet up at the cemetery because they figured it was halfway in between. And they're like, we went back and actually Google mapped it and figured it was closer to one of their houses. But, um, but there's yeah, story, just... <laughs> there's stories about the time capsule. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Um, this time capsule, but it put some stuff in like a toilet paper roll or something and buried it like three inches in the ground in a, f- a farm field. Yeah, in a, <laughs> in a tobacco next, field. And yeah. then they dug it out the next day because they just couldn't wait. Like they did shit like that their whole childhood. And I have to say like I, the whole book was just amazed at their ability to recall things from their childhood so vividly because I have very, very like short, memories or or few memories of my childhood and what I do remember are very vague so like when people can recall things like that so specifically it just amazes me because I can't do that very much yeah I don't I don't know what it is but I've just never been able to recall like you know the day-to-day stuff in my childhood or you know what now that you say I mean I remember you know there's some definitely some standout events that I remember you know as a kid um but like in general, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, but I, I I remember, you know, playing outside and, you know, you know, more of the general stuff. Like I just remember, you know, there was a whole summer where we got up at, uh, we got up at seven, like clockwork, we'd go eat breakfast real quick, which was usually just a bowl of cereal. And then like right at eight o'clock, we'd call my friend Lewis and be like, Hey, you coming over? He's like, yeah. So he'd ride his bike over and then we would literally play until dinner time. And then, and sometimes not even dinner time sometimes it was even past and it was the whole rule of you know when the the street light would come on that's when you had to go home uh and then we'd come we would play all day and then like come in barely eating dinner my mom would bathe us and we'd be out of like a light oh uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean that just you know playing as kids but uh yeah they talk about getting lost and stuff uh but yeah the time capsule was hilarious and the fact that you can tell these guys are extreme. I mean, you can tell from their show, but you can tell these guys are extremely inventive and creative because they, they tell the whole story about the Lionel Richie couch when they were in college. <laughs> so they yeah. buy this couch and they end up unfolding one of Lionel Richie's first albums behind it where he's, I don't remember which one it is, where he's he's in the like white leisure suit and he's laying and he's on his arm propped up or whatever. And they got the idea that they should recreate it and then decided that everyone who comes to visit their room in college has to, you know, reproduce that pose. And then like even people who they didn't even know were just showing up going, can I do the Lionel thing? Yeah. Um, but you know what? That is like they were visionary because that's precursor to social media days. Yes. You know, they were using like either uh, real or disposable cameras for that shit. And nowadays, that's what you would see on Instagram is like hashtag Lionel Richie couch or something. Yep. So that's genius. I give them mad props for that. I do too. I do too. <laughs> also, um, I kind of see that couch. <laughs> I know, right? I, I wonder if the, I know they said the physical book has some pictures in it. So I may have to try to get a hold of the physical book just so I can see the pictures or see if there's a somewhere I can see them online. Cause yeah, some of these pictures I'd like to see. Um, 
let's see, there's the time crap, the time capsule. Oh, embracing immaturity, nutball. <laughs> Where you basically sit there with your legs apart and you're throwing a ball at each other's nuts and you can't you can't block it. Now this my brother is such and I, a dumb guy thing to do. Like my brother and I used to do something like this, but it was not we were not trying to necessarily hit each other in the nuts. And we also there was like no block. It was like I don't remember. You know how kids are they make up, you know, silly games on the spot or whatever. Basically it was just kind of rolling a ball back and forth to do what it you know, just to kind of goof off. But we weren't specifically like trying to make sure we never had kids or anything like that. Um, whereas that was obviously the, uh, the intention of their game. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, that reminds me. So they're talking about how they're playing this and they hear Rhett's dad coming up the stairs. So they like, you know, have to, you know, act like they're not doing anything. And the way they described it, he's like, you know, obviously we were being way too loud because it disturbed him from watching Matlock. Their whole <laughs> fascination with matlock is hilarious <laughs> their idea for rebooting it and everything else um let's see here oh and then they start talking about eating something gross i can i can watch them do this but like remember those shows like fear factor and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, when they started doing some of those weird things with like oh you're gonna try to eat this or you're gonna do this oh, i was like no i'm i'm done uh, I, normally I can't watch that, but in the certain situations I can, I think it's hilarious. So, um, yeah. couldn't do it. No, otherwise not. Um, and okay. And then they start, okay. So they, at this point they talked about mythicality and actually they start off the book talking with their definition of mythicality. And, um, it's something or another, like, uh, it fosters creativity, exploration, and, um, uh, the will to bring like good, good vibes into the universe, and I'm like, that's a that sounds awesome. That you know, that's a good definition. Uh, and they start talking about the aspects of being mythical, and that was the first thing was to do, um, uh, was was to like embrace immaturity, uh, then like eat something gross, and then the next thing on it was to unleash a signature a signature dance move. <laughs> I am not a dancer. I never have been. Uh, so I don't know if that was gonna happen for me. <laughs> So, are you a dancer the, or not? Uh, yeah, I like to like two step and line dance, and I can uh, like I can just dance, you know, freestyle dance or whatever. But I'm not gonna get out there and like booty grind somebody. Right. It's not fun to me. And, and if I don't know you, get out of my space, you know. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I I do like to dance, but I'm not good at like just making things up on the spot. You know, I just kind of do the, the thing, you know, keep it at this like shoulder leveling up and right. salsa kind of, but um, definitely not the one you want on the dance floor, like with inside the circle. Oh yeah. The circle. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. um, what was on here? Um, get your hands dirty. Uh, and they start talking about some of the jobs that they've had, oh, you know, God. The horrible jobs that they've had, which is <laughs> hilarious. Okay. The whole thing about the uh, uh, link was uh, working on a tobacco farm and got sick from handling the tobacco and stuff. And I could totally yeah. see that. He got like, it, it went in through his skin just from touching too much of it or, be, or breathing it in or something, which is mm-hmm. insane. My favorite though was when, uh, was it Rhett who 
helped to build houses one summer and he built a six inch closet <laughs> and the fact that he mentions that um, very shallow closets <laughs> yeah he's like i feel bad for the poor guy that has to hang on his shirts in like sideways <laughs> yeah he's like but if you ever need a house built and you don't mind really really small closets then we're the man to call. yeah because <laughs> yeah that was i was just dying yeah that was that was hilarious um with, I mean, kind of, you know, like, I didn't really have, I guess the closest to like a manual labor type job I've ever had was uh, being a football manager, which I didn't really get paid for that. Um, but, uh, I mean, w- working at the movie theater, it's not like I had to carry anything heavy, but it was physical constantly, you know, sweeping and, and li- you know, doing stuff like that or whatever. Um I did like um, this was one of the sections of the book where they brought in other people to actually narrate. And yes, so they had like uh, people that worked on the show, you know, talk about, you know, one summer I worked a job doing blah, blah, blah. And um, (laughs) that was pretty funny. Um, But then there's other. Oh, yeah. Like the girl who said she was buying teeth. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I didn't last much longer than a day in that or two days. That's uh, yeah. fucking shady. But like there's a few parts of the show where they bring in other people like their wives or their teacher that they loved or whatever that you know, I thought that was a neat touch that they were able to get them to actually contribute and hear it in their voice. The yeah, so speaking of the other people, the the two things that you brought up that I thought were really interesting. Um they talk about how they um met their wives and uh, I, I love the fact I think it was Rhett that talks about how he met his wife and he's like my god she's absolutely perfect and he goes to ask her out or whatever and finds out she's still in high school uh, still senior in high school he's at college at this point and he's just like <laughs> abort abort <laughs> and then she gets on and she's like when I met Rhett I don't remember which one it was but we he said he didn't want to date or something so we didn't date for about six months mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it, yeah, it was you, cute though the way that they t- if you told consider the story. if you consider going to concerts eating <laughs> dinners and basically everything you would do during dating not dating then yes we absolutely did not date <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then the valentine's day lunch she was like <laughs> yeah we went out on valentine's day for lunch and then i had a date that night <laughs> And he's like, note to self, don't ever try to get a girl or <laughs> by taking her to lunch. Yes. Yeah, um, I love that they can make fun of themselves, though. I also think it's funny. Now, maybe once again, maybe just for a perception thing. But I also think it's funny that of the two guys, I would have thought Rhett would have been the more of the the outgoing player. But it obviously sounds like it's Link because when he met his wife, she was doing the rollerblading thing. Like uh, they were at a skate oh, rink. Oh yeah. And remember, it was like, yeah, he was checking in on me and like two other girls at the same night. Uh, and I'm just like, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. And he tripped her, and she was like, Yeah, when you're in third grade, that's funny. But when you're, you know, in college, twenty years old, <laughs> that was his move. Yeah. Um. Yeah. God, that was funny. Uh. And then they actually got him on there to talk about, you know, different things, you know, about how they, um. Uh, you know, some different things that they did once again. And this also goes to their, uh, you know, is credit to their creativity. Some of the things they did to woo their wives or while they were dating the whole thing about like, uh, 
the post-it notes, the, 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 um, I can't remember what they called it, where, uh, he took a, a, a cassette and like recorded oh, it, you know, him God. talking and then that sent it to so her sweet. and she did the same thing. And she talked about, she played, he walked her through the first time she was on an airplane and she played it. She didn't have headphones. So she played it out loud around, you know, the people around her and they thought it was funny or whatever. See, that That's the kind of shit that just like makes me melt and it also makes me super furious because I never get that. So I'm just like, God damn it. That sounds amazing. I want to know what that's like. <sighs> so creative and sweet. And then where they talked about, uh, was it a letter that they would write or a notebook? They would write back and forth to each other. Yes. And she would write in it and then send it to him. And then, you know, they would have to wait like a week or two. And, and then like, the one was... Um she didn't have an email address but her grandmother did so he would write an email and talk to his grandmother and be like all right this part is for her and she would print it out and snail mail it to her that's fantastic because he was in europe i know yes that's crazy yeah yeah i can only imagine because you know back then you know it's not like you could have just called someone and not been and you know you know insanely you know cheap to do it and now like the thought of having to wait more than five minutes for a response to anything even across the world is just unheard of but the struggle was really real back in the day i remember those days when you know Mm -hmm. you had to wait till after a certain time to call or well that was with cell phones but like long distance calls you know were very short and few and far between and yeah i guess they were the good old days so <laughs> um oh hey we've got uh we've got some people in the chat room i have to check and see what's going on here so um but yeah so let's see here so they talk about the romantic stuff um oh you, so, uh, someone else that they had on for just a little bit to talk about one of the other things they talked about was doing was the um 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 when they went and did the whole project about finding their first grade teachers, first grade teacher that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know about this thing. Like I, I kind of want to go back and watch the whole little thing they did on it on YouTube. But uh, that was, that was awesome. The fact that they're like, yeah, we could have just like looked her up, but we're like, no, let's make this a project. Yeah. So, finding Miss So-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> they made it into like a mini documentary. Yeah. Which, which is really hilarious. Cool. Uh, one of the other stories that cracks me up that they talk about is um, uh, where Rhett like broke his pelvis or whatever and like knocked himself out I'm and he kept, skiing. hold on, I'm coming too. Hold on, I'm coming too. <laughs> and he kept, like every five minutes he'd reboot and he'd be like, hold on, I'm coming too. <laughs> and the way his, the way Link just like gave him so much shit for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Afterward. Oh my God, so funny! If He's only cell like... phones were a thing back then, and I could have recorded this video, this this mm-hmm. scene. <laughs> oh yeah, because that would have definitely made good YouTube uh, material right there. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So there was that. Um, then the, oh, we already talked about the meeting. Uh, Merle Haggard, um, trying weird experiments, and they talk about as kids where they. They were putting the matches in the bottle, in the the Coke bottle, and they <laughs> the closed smoke. it up. And they're like, we, we captured smoke. No one else has ever done this before. <laughs> that is they so something. They went the something. whole night. 
<laughs> that is so something I would have done as a kid. I wonder if anyone else has ever thought about this. And then they open it and they're like, oh, oh. it's just soot on the yeah. inside of the bottle. It's just a film. Never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, they talk about some of the things that they've created. I don't remember some of them right offhand. Oh, but yeah, they, you know, it, it goes it goes into another list section where they talk about you know some of the crazy stuff that they've come up with on uh, Good Mythical Morning, or I'm sure thing you know original content they came up with for the for the book. So, um, let's see, throwing a party that doesn't suck. Um, <laughs> this is great. This is great. This is another one of those list things, and it's funny because I've been to some of these party, you know, a party like this where you're like. You know, the party never seems like it's going to be like you hear party and you always kind of picture things in your head. And when you get there, you're like, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah. So. So uh, overhyped, like New Year's Eve. Yes. Um, which is why, like I said, I do the um, I do the, uh, uh, you know, well, now the Geeks weekend, you know, formerly, you know, uh, Guys weekend. But to me, that's that's a great party. That's what I'm looking for. Hey, we're going to show up and eat and drink and play board games sounds like a party to me yeah <laughs> of course you know i'm a big old geek so you know whatever um let's see here um uh, throwing a party doesn't suck uh putting your heart out for an animal i i thought of you when i read this chapter about i'm never gonna get a dog never gonna you know um and so... I, but I understand where they're coming from on this because sai is kind of he has mentioned this before, like, you know, he's had a, an animal pass away and he's like, that's it. I'm not, I'm not doing this again. And then he turns right around. He's got more animals. Not in this case, it wasn't of his choice. He just kind of inherited two cats, but they're his cats now. So, so was it Rhett who, who was cursed? See the one that yes couldn't keep an animal alive for yes. like years and years and every time so i was i felt for him even though i am not a pet person at all like every time he would talk about his experience and then how the animal would run away or die i was just like oh my god like that's shitty and then yeah. i would think to myself another reason to never get a pet and never get attached to an animal because you always outlive them like they said you're going to outlive these small creatures and then your heart's going to be broken. And I'm like, what's the point? Just what's the point? And they're a lot of work, but they are a lot of work, but, but I could not believe his luck. Yeah. He had some shitty luck. That's all there is to it. So, but it, and I can't help, but it's not, it's not funny, but it is. But when, when link talks about his dog that had number one, the whole thing, you know, everyone had dogs and they were outside dogs. I was like, okay, yep, got that. He's like, you know, I had a really pointed head and I would pat it exactly five times. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, this might have been OCD. indicative of my OCD. Yeah. But oh my God, when they talked about burying that dog in the giant box, I could not like. In the refrigerator box? They put this dog in a giant refrigerator box because that's all they could find. And then they couldn't get the hole deep enough. So they just buried it with like a foot sticking up and started throwing dirt on top and it started collapsing and they could just hear the dirt falling in and crushing this it was traumatizing like but it was also funny as hell it's so funny to hear the way that they just like kept going and then they didn't even tell his mom until yes. after they buried it oh my god they're so was, stupid kids it, are so stupid sometimes. kids are stupid <laughs> yeah. so 
but yeah, I mean, these are but these are the type of stories that like I've told other people, you know, not necessarily things exactly like this, but you know, this is the stuff you talk about with other people. You're like, yeah, when I was a kid, I did this, and it was stupid, and you know, but uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons I like them. But you can tell they're very genuine. Like this was not, yeah, they wrote some comedy bits for it, but this was. This is just truth. This is just spewing what happened, or like at least their, real their life was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, this is just they're spewing a rec- recollection of what happened for the most part. Uh, let's see here. That was the uh, heart of the animal, uh, and then finding time for yourself. I understand this. Um, I don't know about a cell about a, a sensory deprivation tank though. I am intrigued by that. I've heard a lot about them, and. Um... I think I would try it if we had one. Easily. I think I might give it a shot. I don't know about the whole seeing your bearded ancestors thing. That's a little weird. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I was too. <laughs> and then the other guy was like falling asleep. <laughs> but hey, you know, you never know what can happen. Exactly. Teach their own. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid, like, I'm not extremely claustrophobic, but... The idea, like, unless I can get it right in my head, I'm afraid I would freak out. <laughs> even if it's, like, dark and you can't even see that there are walls around you, or, you know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think I would be okay, but it's it's one of those things that until I did it, I wouldn't know, to be honest with you. Isn't that what they put 11 in? Uh, Yeah. That's she what can 11 do it. Was in. So... so. <laughs> But yeah, so um, that that I mean, that's that's the book in a in a nutshell. It's just it's a short book. It's extremely funny. Uh, lots of you know um, heartfelt stories that are in there. A um, lot of funny stuff. I mean, they're constantly cracking you or or you know each other up um, when they oh, talk about. Oh, go on. I was just gonna say another ridiculous story that was so dumb it was funny was when they acted like they were themselves from the future and they sent themselves a message yes from the year like 2070 something or and they were like well we can't tell you everything but um you know we broke up as best friends for a while because there's this new feature where you can match with the perfect person (laughs) you matched with like some random guy and then the other guy matched with that horseman and yeah it was like a centaur or something yeah Yeah. it was just the dumbest story but that was one of those bits you were talking about where they wrote it but you know it's like who how do you think of this shit oh the other part of the book now that you said that the other part of the book that um i specifically thought of you when i was reading it was the comparison for the um the three different levels of camping. Which one? Which where was staying that? Staying at home. The end? Staying at home, glamping oh, and being yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. African Sahara. <laughs> like the worst things that can happen to you, the second worst. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, staying at home, wake up at nine, scratch your butt, go back to sleep. You know, yeah. if you're glamping, you're just like, Oh, I took a nap. I didn't mean to do that. Well, I'm going to go to the main lodge and have breakfast or whatever. And then it's like, you know, you're starving and you're trying to figure out what, you know, you've got two hours to build a shelter before the sun kills you. Well, this is like the part where they're talking about making time for yourself and, you know, ways that you can do that. And then they give you like the extremes of being a complete lazy bum. And then, yeah, having to like 
kill your own dinner and mm-hmm. hide in a bush and yeah. So I know you go camping from time to time or, or is it mainly just the hiking? No, I camp too sometimes. I haven't in a while, but you know, weather's been kind of crappy. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I've never been a camping person. Like once it gets a little warmer, I've got a tent. I probably should go set it up in the backyard and we probably should go camping with the boys. In the backyard. I mean, at, at seven years old, they would find that fun. So, yeah. you know, we could cook marshmallows on the little fire pit that we got outside and See, that's the type of stuff that I think they would have fun. And I, I honestly, I would have fun doing doing it too. But um, yeah, the thing about camping is you have to bring so much shit to just sleep and eat. And like, you know, unless you're backpacking, you, you it's a lot of work to like mm-hmm. haul it all out there, set it up and then bring it back for just a couple of days. So it is fun. But yeah, you've really got to like, I guess either have the gear or be willing to, you know, really rough it without it. And yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's just not possible. Yeah. It's expensive uh, too. Oh yeah. To get that lightweight gear so you can backpack and not have to like haul a bunch of stuff around. Like that's just expensive. So. Yeah. I've got a, uh, I've got a tent that my uh, brother-in-law gave me, um, uh, him and his fiance like to go camping from time to time. They're like, well, we got a better tent. We were, we were wondering if y'all wanted to use it for the boys. We're like, sure. So I just, I have not done that yet. It's one of those to do things I need to get done as a daddy. So, um, but yeah, we that's, have a group camping trip coming up with the clan of tears. You could bring them. I don't know if you want to make that your first trip. though. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I would, cause it would be, it would be midnight and one of them would wake up and be like, I want to go home. Oh, what's okay. the noise? This way, if we camp in the backyard and then they wake up and decide it's it's too hot or too cold or they want to go home, it's literally like, you know, all right, well, we'll walk, you know, uh, 10 yards that way. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I've camped by myself and I get. You have. By my friends because of it. <laughs> I go to state parks, though, which are generally pretty safe because they're, you know, you have to like they close after a certain time and you have to pay to get in. And generally like they're secluded enough that people aren't just wandering through them. But yeah, it's still a little nerve wracking when you're alone as a female, especially. Yeah, I can see that. I'll be honest as a male, I would be a little nervous, not that I would probably go to the extent that, uh, Rhett talks about where he's, he's having (laughs) visions of it was what a coyote, a bear and, Oh, uh, like, you know, a serial killer or whatever. And he starts picturing like multiple universes where all three of them are happening to one link at one time (laughs) or one red at one time. And I'm just like, oh, this is hilarious. So, uh, but uh, okay. So I guess just kind of wrap up anything else you wanted to add. Like I said, I I really enjoyed the book. It is a short read or listen in our case. Um, But it's, it's funny. It's just. It's just something you can listen to and laugh and have a good time with. So Yeah, I, I would just say if you want a fun short read, um, definitely check it out. It's it's not – I mean, it, they give you a lot to think about, but it's not super, like, heavy, you know, topics or anything. It's just – it's more like, oh, yeah, I did that as a kid, or I wonder what this would have ha- – what would happen if I tried that or whatever. Um, it's, it's, it's a good break from reality if you need – Yes. You know, 
and, and they're very relatable so oh yes uh i may have to in fact I, you know it's one of those things i i every so often i think about it, i'm like maybe i should go ahead and just subscribe to to, to gmm but um Maybe I'll, maybe I should do that. Just you know, yeah. start watching some of their videos from time to time. So, because like I said, the... oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, you know, when I do watch their videos, I, I you know, I, I tend to find them humorous and funny, and you know, get a kick out of them. So. Yeah, I was just gonna say anything in the chat. Any conversation going on? I, no, it looks like everyone jumped out quite a while ago. So, um, let's see here. Oh, uh, Xavier jumped in at one point. Was talking about how he has homework. Uh, and then Sai was in and said homework. No one said anything about that. Uh, and then he jumped out too. So, uh, but I also wasn't thinking and didn't didn't have the menu pulled up. So, they, YouTube's changed its thing. It's it's streaming thing. It's weird. It I, I don't know. I don't I don't like it. You know they promised, hey, 2019 we're going to improve some stuff. Not really. Not mm -hmm. my. Not yet. So, um. Well, that is it for the main topic. Um, have you been reading anything else? I read um, Call Me By Your Name, and I read it in like one night. So <laughs> I just blew through that book. How and long I, was that book? It was like 250 pages or something. Okay. I just really wanted to like get some closure that I did not get from the movie, and I also did not get it from the book. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh no um, that's not yeah good. it was just it's one of those stories where you're like that's not the ending is it i'm gonna read the book and see if that's really the ending and it was <laughs> and kind it of was it. yeah ah. so yeah i read that and then um i have started reading michelle obama's becoming or listening to it because i am going to see her at the end oh, of the month really? yeah so i'm super excited and i want to actually have read her book before i go because that's kind of what her tour is for is to base on the book. So. And I've yeah, heard great things about the book. So that's what I did with, uh, that's actually how I got started on audible. I think we've told this story is, um, I was going to get the chance to go meet, um, uh, Steve Wozniak and I wanted to, to read his book for, beforehand and I knew I wasn't going to have time to read it. So, um, I listened to it on audible and that's why I, I ended up liking audible and ended up, you know, mm -hmm. staying as a, Staying as a member, but uh, yeah, no, I completely understand that wanting uh, to do the book before you you go see the person. So yeah, plus it's Michelle Obama. So I mean, yeah. Um, I have been very prolific in that. Um, the uh, I was trying to finish this series, and I I, I know I've talked about it on the other show, but I've been, I was trying to finish this series, and I don't think it's ever going to get finished. And I was fed up with it, so I was trying to see if I could return. The books to audible and sure enough i was able to return four of them i had a fifth another credit sitting around so uh, i've actually gotten my next two credits and i have finished i am almost done with book six of the harry potter series i have i have done all the first six how books. many are there there are seven books okay and then there's the the movies the prequel movies are not books though the books right? the movies uh, you, you know, those are not books that okay. I'm aware of. So um, they may have they may have done a book version after the fact, but no, they were they were they were supposed to be movies first and then kind of go on from there. So, um, but I'm enjoying it. Like I'm I'm getting a lot more story and I'm able to keep up with a lot more stuff in the book than I wasn't watching the movies. I enjoyed the movies, but like I thought they were like okay, well. Yeah, this, this is all right. I, I see why people like this. But now that I'm reading them, I'm, I'm kind of I'm like it's sinking in. I'm like okay. 
now I understand why y'all are so yeah. into this because it is a really good world that they've got flushed out there. So, well, see, and I I don't want to get into it until I can read it because mm-hmm. I I like books better than movies generally. So I don't want to be mad, you know, like seeing it. I want to see it the way it was supposed to be first, and then watch right. the movies and and then get mad. But <laughs> I remember just... some of the. It's funny. I remember the earlier movies more than I do the later movies so when i was reading the 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 books i would already have like some ideas in my head that i vaguely remember from the 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 movies mm-hmm. uh, but the further i've gotten into it the less i remember about the movies and they, they may have actually they could have also greatly differed i understand it did you know change some things um but i'm i'm really enjoying them so uh i can't wait to, to finish the seventh one and uh, I'll probably, you know, borrow the the movies from my mom or my brother or somebody, and and, watch, you know, go back and watch them just so I can kind of compare and contrast. And who knows, we may end up, who knows, we may try to review them for the show. Because the and I yeah. thought about this, I was like, I know everybody would be like, well, everybody's already reviewed Harry Potter, and yeah, but we have it. Number one, it would be our take on it. But also, anyone who hasn't read it, it might get them interested in reading it. And anyone who's already read it, I'm sure would probably not mind rereading it to go along with us. So Yeah, uh, it'd just take half a year. It would take <laughs> half our a shows year. If we do one a month. So, I, we if there are quick have... reads, we could do two a month, maybe. But That's true. But we could, if not, or we could do, like, we could say, hey, we're going to read these and do, you know, every other month or something like that. So what we can we can talk about as a group and figure it out. Because we still haven't finished the last, the second two Bob, uh, Bobiverse books. And we've got to go back and, and catch those up. I've, I reread that series again. And God, I love that series. I didn't it's read so the, the next two. I only read the first one. Oh, the, the, it's such a, okay. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. Oh, well, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, please give us a five-star rating on, um, iTunes, uh, Google and, um, Stitcher where you can find it. I mean, you can find it pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. We do record the show live on YouTube. Uh, usually it's the first Wednesday of the month. Uh, What's our next book? Our next book is going to be, um, Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel. Uh, decided to do a serious book, decided to do a book about relationships since it will be February. Um, it is an interesting read, um, because it, it goes about it from a, I can't really, I don't know if I want to say scientific, but it's definitely a research based book about relationships and modern relationships specifically. Um, I read it multiple times. I've enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I, I put it out there, and that's that's gonna be our next book. And then after that, we'll we'll figure out what's going on from there. So, well, I uh, told Chris last night I'm too bitter to read this book right now, so I'm gonna sit this one out. I, th- okay. I mentioned this in the chat too, but yes, <laughs> I, I kind of need a brain break, anyways. So. And, and that's cool. That's fine. Um, so I guess next month it'll be me and the Canadians, and and maybe Mandy. So, but we'll see how it goes. Um. As always, you can find us at epicallygeeky.com. The um, uh, you can find us at epicallygeeky on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're getting close to um, EGX Epically Geeky Expo, which is going to be here at uh, CTC Central Texas College on uh, May seventeenth through the nineteenth. So, if you're in the area uh, and you'd like to meet us, by all means, come out. We'd love to to talk to someone. Uh, 
but even then it's it's an awesome convention so uh you know like i said if you're in the area definitely come come check it out so it's a even if of, you don't want to meet us even if you it's don't like, want to meet us duck your even head if you just want to like yeah. be like oh so that yeah those are those douchebags uh of course i don't know why you're subscribed to this show then uh, <laughs> jokes on you <laughs> jokes on you um where can we find you online jennifer I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Het's Gonna Be Me, and um, <laughs> I'm also on the Epically Geeky Show, Marginally Geeky, and most recently, Sustainably Geeky, the podcast for the everyday environmentalist. Y'all just out. recorded an episode last night, right? We did. It hasn't been posted yet, but we will be posting it soon, and that's about food production and waste. So. All righty, then. Um, oh, and I'm going to throw a plug in there. Uh, so if you also check out our um, uh, Etsy store, you can find a link on epicallygeeky.com. Otherwise, it's like etsy.com slash shop slash epicallygeeky. I don't, I don't, I don't remember how they do all their 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 uh, tags are kind of interesting. But if you look up Epically Geeky, you'll find us. So, and then as always, you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network.